You're listening to the Writing Wall Podcast, and I'm your host, Stacey Hawks. Every second and fourth Saturday of the month, I will be here at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many other platforms. This podcast is designed for indie authors to have a platform to share their books, their poetry, and their stories. We also feature well-known and traditional writers that are from my home state of North Carolina, while also featuring local writers from my backyard right here in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of Allegheny County. You can connect with us on Twitter at The Writing Wall or on Instagram at WritingsOnTheWall85 and grab our links there to our website so that you can keep up with what's happening with our monthly newsletter. Newsletters go out the first of every month and you can also sign up to follow us on the Wix app because everyone has a story. We want to hear yours. What is your story? Hey everyone, it's Tyler Witkowski, the publisher at Tea With Coffee Media. Tea With Coffee Media is a team of indie authors, designers, and editors who have a goal of helping indie authors make their dreams become a reality. Our Modest Press has aspirations to help as many indie authors succeed as possible. Not only do we offer publishing services, and yes, we are open for submissions, but we offer editing, marketing, and book cover design services at an affordable price to all indie authors. Visit us online at Tea with coffee.media to learn more about our services. Welcome back to the Writing Wall podcast and our very special interview with author Terry M. Brown of Sunflowers Beneath the Snow. Terry was born in Athens, Greece as an Air Force brat, and she says she came into the world with an imagination full of stories to tell. She calls our North Carolina coast home, and the peaceful nature of the sea has been a great source of inspiration for her and her creativity. Terry, welcome to season five. Thank you so much for being our special guest this evening. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Share with listeners a little about yourself. All right, so I'm currently living on the coast of North Carolina. I live in a little town called Calabash. Most people have never heard of it. It is the southernmost town in North Carolina along the coast. If you go just a little further, you're into South Carolina and right there at Myrtle Beach. The genre that I'm currently writing is historical fiction, though I like to tell people that I don't like to get pigeonholed because I don't know that I'll always write historical fiction. I like to say that I write character-driven fiction. And it's all about the characters. So if I have a character that wants to be in modern times, then that's what I'll be writing about. Share with listeners what Sunflowers Beneath the Snow is about. So Sunflowers Beneath the Snow is about three generations of Ukrainian women. And the timing of this book is absolutely incredible given, you know, everything that's going on in Ukraine right now. My book runs from 1973 through the Ukrainian-Russian conflict of 2014. And then I got the idea for the book in 2016. I wrote it in 2018. I got it accepted by a publisher in 2021, and it came out in January, three weeks before Russia invaded again. 
So let's talk about research for this book because I know that anytime you dive into Eastern European history, things get quite complex. It is. It's very complex. Well, I had to do an amazing amount of research because I knew next to nothing about Ukraine. I could have told you that Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union and I knew that they had become independent at some point and I knew that Russia had invaded in 2014 and that is exactly what I knew about Ukraine. So I had to really, you know, brush up on my history, find out, you know, a little bit more about the Soviet Union, especially in that area and, you know, like the conflicts that Russia and Ukraine have been having for generations. This isn't anything new. And then, you know, like what was happening there when they were part of communist, you know, the communist country, and then what was happening as they tried to become independent, and, and what were those years like? So yeah, it was a lot of research, especially for someone who knew nothing about it. What inspired you to write this story? Yeah, I have people ask me that all the time because they say, you know, aren't you supposed to write about things you know? And I just got done telling you that I know nothing about Ukraine. But what happened is, is the story is very loosely based off of something that I was told. I have a friend, really it's a friend of my daughter's, who they went to camp together as camp counselors. And her name's Ksenia. And Ksenia was able to come from Ukraine as a camp counselor for a summer. And that was in 2013. Then she got the opportunity to come again in 2014. And when that happened, now it's August, she's supposed to be going home, but Russia has invaded the Crimean Peninsula right where her her parents lived. So her parents were displaced. There were no flights going in and out and she was forced to stay in the United States. She eventually got a green card and she's still here in the United States and has never been able to go home. So she left her home at 18 thinking she was going to be gone for a summer and she was gone now for eight years. Two years later, so in 2016, she came to our home to visit my daughter and she was in my office and we were chit-chatting and she was telling me this incredible Incredible story of something that happened to her in New York City. And I was sure that what I was hearing was just a misunderstanding, that maybe we were having a communication barrier. So I repeated back to her what I thought I heard, and she agreed, yes, that's exactly what happened. And what she told me was so incredible that I created 82,000 words of fiction so that I could tell that ending. We truly never know where inspiration will strike. What an amazing story that must have been to hear. Just curious, Terry, did you ever consider setting the book somewhere else besides Ukraine? And if so, where? No, I never really did. And I think the reason is, is because even though the story that I made up was just imaginary. I wanted to keep it kind of true to what Xenia had been through. And because she was from Ukraine, I just... The story just naturally felt right there. And the characters that were clamoring in my head said, let's try to be at least somewhat true to her experiences. So I just kept it in Ukraine from the very beginning. Have you yourself ever traveled to Ukraine? No, I haven't. You know, what's interesting is, is I've never even been to an Eastern Bloc country. So it really is crazy that I had 
this story come to me and felt like I should keep it in that country when really I should have said, wow, this is way beyond me. Let me put it, you know, in the United States or England or someplace where that I could say, at least I know what that is. But instead, I went ahead and kept it true to Ukraine and just did a lot of research and have really come to have fallen in love with Ukraine and the Ukrainian people, especially now as you hear all of these amazing stories. I'm just in love with these people. Which character do you feel you most related to in the story and why? So I'm in all of the characters. I mean, I think sometimes I'm even in some of the male characters. I'm a crazy person. But I think the one that I relate most to is Yvetsi. So she's the middle of the, so there's three. There's the grandmother, the mother, and the granddaughter. And I would be that middle. Yvetsi is more my age. She had problems with postpartum depression, which is something that I suffered with. She dealt with that whole empty nest feeling, which I've dealt with. So I think that there's a quite a bit of my experiences, my feelings about, you know, the growing older and, and dealing with the, the different ways that life kind of changes. So yeah, I think that she's probably the one. Although the youngest character, Iona, I absolutely love her and her spirit. And I think that I wish I was a little more adventurous like her. Have you ever thought about writing a book that's set in North Carolina? And is that something readers and followers might expect from you in the future? So that's funny that you should ask that. I am going on a writer's retreat where I will get to spend two weeks writing. And I have a character in my head right now. It's about 1890s and it is going to be set in the North Carolina mountains. That is awesome to hear, Terry. Maybe my characters and your characters can meet up somewhere. That would be fun. <laughs> I think that would be great. That would be great. Yes. Yeah, so I've got, got a healer in mind. And the story came to me because of, I don't know if this happens to you, but people will say the most random thing to me and it just sparks an idea. I had a wart on my finger and my brother and I were commiserating about doctors and how they send you to specialists now. Like you can't even go into your regular doctor and have a wart removed from your finger. You have to see a specialist. And I told him, I said, yeah, I just said no to that and went to CVS and got myself one of those little things that burned them off. He said, I don't know why you didn't get somebody just to talk off your wart. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you've never heard that? I have a friend who swears he can talk off a wart. So of course, given who I am, I had to look that up. And lo and behold, there are people who talk off warts, turn babies, get rid of thrush, talk out fire. I've never seen such. It just, and it excited me. And now there's this character in my head who is a grandmother-ish aged woman who is a healer. And so, yeah, I don't know where the story's going yet, but I have all kinds kinds of ideas. So from that point on now, yes, so I do have a North Carolina story. I don't know where it's going. I don't have, I have like a hundred million ideas all jumbled up in my head. Speaking of North Carolina, what's your favorite part of the Old North State? And go ahead, you can say the mountains. It'll make our day. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I love the mountains. I do. But I love the beach. The beach is 
I think it's because I was born in Athens, Greece, and my dad would work three days on and three days off. And they didn't have a lot of money, but on the three days off, they would always go down to the beach. So I have been next to the ocean from birth. And I love the ocean. I feel like, you know, if the world is going crazy and I go out and walk on the beach, the waves are coming in, they're going out, they're coming in, they're going out. It kind of puts a rhythm in my head and makes me realize that anything that I'm experiencing is really pretty insignificant compared to the grand scheme of things. So as much as I do love the mountains, I really, really, really love the coast. It's the great thing about North Carolina. We have something for everyone from mountain lovers to the beach to the Piedmont Triad. Okay, so is there something that you can share with us that didn't make it into your book, Sunflowers Beneath the Snow? Yeah, it's interesting. I had the middle character, Yvetsi. She only has the one daughter. I had her miscarry. And my editor said that we absolutely had to remove it. I said, why? And she said, she's been through so much that when she miscarried, I couldn't handle it. You just can't do that to her or to your readers. So I had to change everything for a, there, you know, I had to make it where she just was unable to have more children instead of having miscarried because my editor absolutely couldn't handle it. Okay, so I know that we just spoke about your North Carolina-inspired character, The Healer, and how you're going to go about doing that story, and you've got a million ideas, but are you working on a book right now? And if so, what can you share with our listeners? All right, so I actually today turned in my final edits for An Enemy Like Me, and it's a World War II genre. It is basically about a first-generation German-American who ends up fighting for the United States in World War II, but finds himself in Germany. And he realizes that he is more like the enemy than he is different from the enemy. So it kind of explores that whole idea that government start wars but ordinary people fight them and that those people that are you know labeled the enemy are really the same people that you would invite to dinner given any other circumstance and we look at that from his point of view his wife's point of view and then his four-year-old son well i know your followers and readers are looking forward to that next book terry thank you so much for sharing that with us what advice would you give someone who is seeking to publish for the first time Oh, well, number one, don't give up and grow a thick skin. Those are the first two things that I would say. And then I think that the big thing that worked for me is I went with a hybrid publisher and it turned out to be the very best thing for me. So there's, you know, three main ways to publish. You can go with, or four really, you can go with one of the big publishers. You can go with a smaller press. You can do hybrid or you can do self-publishing. And Whatever you pick, just make sure that you've researched it, that you understand what you're getting into, that you know what the costs are associated with it. You understand how much money you could potentially make or not make before you sign any contracts or before you, you know, put a lot of money, invest a lot of money into it, that you understand what are you getting into and how is that going to look for you? Because I don't think that there's a right way or a wrong way to get your book published. I think that it just depends on what you're hoping to achieve and what is going to work best for you and the material that you've written. Great advice. Indie publishing is not one size fits all, so be sure to do your research. Terry, how can listeners follow you and find your books? 
you can find my book on Amazon and pretty much anywhere else books are sold. You can also go to my website, www.terrymbrown.com, and that's Terry with one R. And then from my website, you can follow me on all my social media, and you can sign up for my newsletter. If you sign up for my newsletter, I will give you a list of the 10 historical fiction you've never heard of that will bring you to tears. I will have to check out that list for myself. Terry, thank you so much again for being our guest this evening and for sharing your wonderful story, Sunflowers Beneath the Snow, with our listeners. Be sure to tune in for a full-length episode of the Writing Wall podcast on Saturday, August the 27th. We have special guest and historical fiction award-winning author Susan Higginbotham with us. You can catch Terry Brown's exclusive Buy Me a Coffee Extra on our Buy Me a Coffee platform, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash The Writing Wall. Because we all have a story to tell, The Writing Wall podcast wants to share yours. What is your story? Anytime I purchase a book, I always review, and if I really enjoy reading your work, rest assured, it may be shared here on this podcast with my listeners and followers. Of course, I will do so with permission from the author or authors first. Please like, follow, and share this information with other writers, and if you ever need a writer's lift, visit me on social media. Thank you all again for being here for this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you and learning more about the stories you weave.